the connection with the customer. It's it's building that relationship. It's that customer service. It's that follow through. It's all of the thing. It's the hiring the right person for your store. The person yeah. that's going to look up and, and greet the customer and give them the experience in the store. Welcome to the Small Nation Podcast, brought to you by CoverLink Insurance, where people are more important than policies. On this show, we unpack lessons from entrepreneurs, break down development strategies, and do deep dives on small town success. Our goal is to provide value to our listeners by hosting conversations that teach, inform, and inspire. Hey, everyone. My name is Ethan DeLeon, and I'm here in the studio with the founder and CEO of Small Nation, Jason Duff. Today, we're excited to be interviewing local entrepreneur, Andrea Rockledge. Welcome, Andrea. Hi. Thanks, guys. Andrea Absolutely. is uh, is definitely a local entrepreneur, but she's also a serial, serial entrepreneur, entrepreneur, which <laughs> let me tell you, if you're crazy enough to open up one business, that's a special person in my book. But when you get to number two, number three... I, I, every time I talk to her, that's like, hey, I'm working on this new project. <laughs> yes, yes. And, you know, I, I'm just excited to, to interview her today because um, she is a manufacturer. She is a creator. Uh, she is a um, someone that has built a company that gives back to the community in a lot of different ways. Um, she also wears the hat as a real estate owner and investor. And for uh, a lot of our listeners, um, being able to do all those things and all those things well is someone I think we want to learn from today. Absolutely. I'm always interested. There seems to be a lot of overlap between starting a business and then eventually getting into owning real estate. So excited to get to that part of your story. But you are a, a native to Logan County for I your am. entire life, right? So talk to us. Growing up here, what was it like? What was your perception of Bell Fountain? So I'm a born and raised girl. Um, I I remember much like you do, Jason. I'm just a just a hair older than you. Not are, much. I, I remember going clear back to Murphy's. I remember almonds. I remember Wolfheim's. Like you, you, you shopped there. Buck and Roth's, Peachtree, all of all of the old staples. Yeah. Um, grew up here, and you surrounded yourself in this town. You loved this town, and and then some things happened. So, well, and and those kind of iconic businesses. That was where, when you got new school clothes, you would go. That was uh, when you needed a donation to support your local show choir or sports team. That was where you, you, you those are people that would invest in your town and your community. And so, um, you know, I, I think what was really sad, and we share this a lot through the podcast, is things are always changing. And I think if we don't realize that economies ebb and flow, um, business types and industries change. And then technology seems to be one of those things that is uh, uh, always evolving. But, um, you know, things got bad here in town. A lot of the buildings and businesses that you mentioned closed. But uh, tell us, like, you, you know, how you were watching that and when you decided that, because um, you had a great career. I did. And, you know, to make that jump. Like, like walk us through that. I yeah. did. So um, I'll take you back to... My very young days, shopping, yeah. knowing, growing in, in this community. Um, I've always been a worker. Uh, first job, Mad River Mountain. I, I would venture to say probably... What did you do at, at Mad River? I worked in Hans Dorn Ski, ski Shop. Oh, right she would, yes. okay, that was a yeah, fancy that, job to be it in the really retail was. ski shop. Um, yeah. So I, I, I hate to admit that I, I had the cushy job out there, but I really did. So I, I started there, and I would venture to say about everyone in Logan County probably worked at Mad River Mountain. <laughs> um, but that's where I started. So I had some retail, a taste of retail there. Um, 
graduated high school, went on to college. While I was in college, I, I worked here in town for a local attorney, um, went on to work at Walmart like you need a job. I put myself through school, um, learned a lot from Walmart. And anything that I've ever done, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. I'm all in. I'm, I'm, I'm yours. I'm all in. I'm going to work hard. Um, worked my way up at Walmart. Nice. Um, actually set the first store in Columbus on Morris Road. So that was fun. Um, did some buying with Walmart and things like that. So I learned a little more retail. Um, then on to the sheriff's office. So I, I worked That's here as a jump. public servant. Yeah. It, yeah. it really was. Um, well, the thing about Walmart, so um, I, I've shared this, but I'm just going to remind listeners, if you've not taken the pilgrimage to Bentonville, Arkansas, Oh, my. Have you been yet? Have I been? Yeah. How you many did. times had I been oh. and on a bus? <laughs> oh, okay. wow. Okay. 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 Walmart's very frugal. They, they don't fly you into Bentonville, Arkansas. Oh, wow. They bus you to Bentonville, Arkansas. Well, so, so the experience is you go to this, what was a very small town, and Sam Walton started his, um, you know, his 5 and 10 store, but that is now the museum today. So all of the history of his original desk, of how he and his brother you know, end up starting Sam's Club. Like for me, as someone that's that's passionate about seeing retailers and small towns win and succeed, you know, you, you see how that company massively grew and it grew with systems and processes and, and people and culture. Now it's interesting, we flip like 360 and, you know, we talk about in a lot of towns how Walmart and of course now today, the Dollar Generals and Family Dollars, how they're, they're changing uh, the scape of a lot of our towns. And in many cases, some cases, not in a good way. Right. But right. That, that experience, I guess, what, what, what did you take away before you went to the sheriff's office? What were some of the things that you felt were really instrumental of, of working for a big company? So you learn so much about customer service. Mm -hmm. You learn about profit and loss. And, and Walmart was very good about sharing those things with you. And then, again, sharing with you. I earned a lot of stock when I worked at Walmart. Um, so there's a lot of lessons to be had there. They would teach you, they they just a, a system, they had a system in place for everything that they did. And, and you could watch a module on X, Y, and Z, how to merchandise this, or you know what the goal and, and how to display or merchandise something else. So they had a lot of things in place that taught you and they gave you opportunities. Yeah. And you made the jump to work in um, in the sheriff's department. So, tell us about that. Yeah. So, a good friend um, came to me and said, "Hey, I've got I at Walmart. I did. I ended up a lot of hours, a lot of time. Um, I had small kids, and he said, "Hey, come come work at the sheriff's office. I've got this thing. It's called a dispatcher, and it's great. You can sit there at night. And you can answer the phone and." You'll be with your family and your kids, and it's going to be great. Yeah. And wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, you moved so from a, a different type later. of crisis to yes. another type of crisis, yes. right? Yes. Mm -hmm. But it, I imagine it takes a high level of communication and how you handle those calls. Yeah, it does. So I would really say I cut my teeth. That was that was the, the point in my life when you learned importance in things. Um, you learned how to handle crisis. You learned how to help others, and you're truly a public servant. So you you have to give yourself, yeah, um, have the utmost respect for anyone in safety service, public service. So yeah, yeah, wow, that's incredible. And then how long were you working uh, in in that job or a similar? I mean, I know your career goes on from there. So yeah. so just you, shy of twenty years. Just shy of twenty years. Wow. 
Did you ever think anywhere along that journey you would end up opening your own well, Here's what I hear with that. Let me just say, uh, cushy, like as in you're, you're probably at a desk, okay? Yeah. You um, have really great insurance right. and benefits. Right. I, I'm yeah. just, I'm kind of processing this through yeah. my head and then 20 years, you're earning a lot of, a lot of probably rate, wage increases and promotions. But then you said, nope. <laughs> hold yeah. my beer. Yeah, hold my beer. Right? That's exactly kind of how that went, Jason. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I did. I mean, there you give a lot in, in public service, but I've never given more than we do with our own businesses. I mean, it's just the the time, the commitment, all of the things. Um, but it's funny on the way in tonight, I I actually, you know, hit hit Siri on my phone and I said, text a friend of mine that I have that that's still in law enforcement. And I said, hey, I used to have anxiety about driving to work daily, and I didn't even know that I did. There's another path out there, and I hope that you find that too. Mm -hmm. So doing what we do, I spend way more time, energy, effort, money. I mean, there's a price to pay to be an entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. and it's all worth it. So I'll just highlight um, one of my favorite episodes is uh, titled The Cost of Entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. And Matt Brown uh, shared his story and his journey of, you know, his career path of working in insurance and then stepping out, um, doing his first real estate deal. And then if you want a very easy business model, you start a restaurant. Yeah, I've heard that's the one thing worse than what we're doing. Like, yeah. That's but, what. But it is it, it is something that he goes into highlighting, and I, I highly it's one of our most popular episodes. Yeah. Highlighting the highs and the lows of that, and you know there is a cost to it. it yeah. It's not it's not for everyone. Yeah, and I've watched. Obviously, I follow Matt and his story, and yeah. and Matt and I's relationship goes goes back to um, some time spent with him um, with Small Nation and just watching you you can watch Matt's success mm-hmm. and hurdles on him and every time I just like my heart goes out to him just watching because I know what he's going through we all know what he's going through yeah um, in those highs and lows it's like a brotherhood and a sisterhood for people that um, are putting their neck out there and stepping up to the plate but also you know he, he I think he used the language eating beep <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See, I've never had to put it. so many. I didn't even say it. He, Appreciate that. Yeah, but but you do where you know your your employees are hurting, your customers, um, you know, they, they, you just can't get something right. Yeah. And, and no matter how hard or how try you try to please, we always can't bat at a at a perfect average. Yeah. And so you're you're just consuming um, all of the stress, anxiety, while you're also trying to be the best version of yourself for your significant other, for your family. And, uh, you know, I, I guess in making that jump, can you kind of share like your first business, how you started out and maybe some of that journey? Sure. So my husband and I, I I'm not in this alone by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband, Rodney and I met in 2015 and Rodney had this cute little side gig of making t-shirts. And so, you know, it, it was fun. It was exciting. I'd go down and he'd print t-shirts and this was great after he got off work, you know, we'd do this for hours at night and, you know, I'm kind of like, hmm, well, should, should we have a date soon? Like, are we just <laughs> yeah. going okay, to That's a special girl <laughs> to <laughs> say, hey, you want to come over and hang out? We'll make some shirts yeah. together. Yeah. So, yeah. Free and labor. He, and it was so cute to begin with because he'd say, just sit there and look pretty. Uh, that didn't last long. That did not <laughs> like, last Get over long. here and help me. All of a sudden he's like, this is an employee. So, yeah. so he started, um, 
he was a, a competitive powerlifter um, selling sports supplements. So he's always had that entrepreneurial piece with him. So selling sports supplements. And mm -hmm. he wanted T-shirts to go along with his business. That's your number one marketing uh, marketing gift to give anyone or or touches, feels, yeah. sites, all that. So Everyone loves a free T-shirt. Everybody loves a T-shirt. So he couldn't source what he wanted and how he wanted it. So being Rodney, he bought his first press off of eBay and made T-shirts. So then friends came and said, hey, will you make me a T-shirt? And soon he was selling more T-shirts than he was supplements. So Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. So that it, was in 2013. And was that the beginning of High Point Graphics? That was. So... Um, you know, the, the business with you and Rodney, and you, you mentioned that who is your primary customers at that point? At that point for him, it was just the friend with a softball team, like a, a side softball team, or maybe dabbled in the school just a little bit, or someone else with a very small business that needed something affordable to get out. And, and, and I think that's very prescriptive where people think right when they start their new business, like they have to get to some big contract or um, they're going to have to have this huge website that's going to bring all these leads where when you and Rodney began this business, it was probably through friends and family mm -hmm. and then referrals. So people that yes. um, you had a deep relationship with. And then he created the product for the sports team. Mm -hmm. And uh, other people probably said, oh, those look really nice. Yeah. Right. Yep. So there's a funny story about about finding that one person in that small connection. Um, so entered 2015, he and I... Um, we're a couple and we're, we're having fun making these t-shirts. He thought I wasn't that thrilled about it. <laughs> um, he says, hey, and so I, I said, you know, this, this takes a lot of time. So you're either all in or we're not like, wh what are we doing here? So we went to a trade show in June of 2015 and I, I don't mind sharing certain statistics and things about us, financial things. Mm -hmm. Um, the year before he, made roughly $25,000 gross sales, 25,000. Um, we're halfway through 2015 and we go to this trade show. There's this opportunity to purchase rights to, to a program. It's called order my gear that basically you set up online websites for people. So no more taking the, the, the catalog. Little, yes, the little form home with the hand drawn things and you yep. check the boxes and then you write the, the, check to the school where the money and the kid loses it and the coach loses it and nobody can track everything down and it's just kind of a disaster. And so we, we bought the rights to this and I'm also a mother of, of three. So I, I was on, very connected into the boosters, ran the boosters, at the kids school for a while. And so I saw how that, how that could really work. Hey, that's an opportunity. Yeah. We could, we could really make something here. So that was my buy-in. That was my, um, piece that I brought to the table and we started business together. Um, by the end of 2015, we did $125,000 in sales. Wow. And we like thought we had arrived. <laughs> yeah, $100,000 well, more. Well, I mean, but just seeing, so a few things that you mentioned, uh, you know, stepping out and learning from a trade show. So by attending your in industry or attending an event where you can be surrounded with other vendors, suppliers, and then also meet other entrepreneurs from around the country that you'll never compete with, but could get ideas and best practices on how they're achieving success. That sounds like that was a big key breakthrough. That was huge. And also to note that Order My Gear was also a very small company at the time. We were one of their earlier customers. Um, once we brought that back here, it, it doesn't take long for people to follow suit and and jump on that same train. But, sure. but we were clear back 
in the beginning with them too. So yeah, yeah. no, that's an awesome. And you you started in a very small. It sounds like was this at Rodney's home where you started? So like, no, this yeah. was. We were at a tiny little place on South Detroit, and and I laugh now. It. It, if it rained, there was a river that ran through. <laughs> Ooh, you had a water ran feature. through production. We did. That's that's a nice way to put it. Um, we would have we it, we didn't have air conditioning. We barely had heat. Um, we'd plug in a, a little heater and things like that. Um, so that that was kind of how we got started, and we we stayed there for a few years. And and then at what point did you go from like actually leaving your job to to making this your thing? So I, I kept cutting back a little bit more. Okay. And you know I I have a very good relationship um, with our sheriff here, and and I said, hey, I, I need a little more time over here. Um, he was gracious to give me that. Um, enter COVID, that pushed things in a different direction for everyone for for public safety for obviously business and things like right. that. And it was at that point I was able to step away and, and be full time in your business. Time. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. And yeah. then tell us about how did your next business venture come about? Which one was next, Jason? Which was four acre? You want to go to four acre? Let's now? do it. Yeah. All right, let's do it. So I want to, I want to, I want to jump back and just talk about that, that relationship and that, that small customer first, because yeah. that, that's huge. That's, that's a real, a really big part of our story. And, and it speaks to communities too. So we're down on South Detroit and it's funny in our industry, we, uh, you always have a customer who, who might be late getting something in and they still want that. And you, you smile and you say yes and you go back behind <laughs> the scenes and you're like, no, why did we say yes? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know what time and effort and, and all it, that it's going to take to make this one shirt? Multiple screens, like you're losing money doing one shirt, um, but you do it. Yeah. And so we had that one customer and she, they were on vacation and she missed getting a shirt for her child and please can we make this shirt? And Rod gets off the phone and I'm like, you did it, didn't you? He's like, I did. (laughs) (laughs) So he makes this shirt and a few months later we get a call from Honda of America and they said, Hey, we got your name from someone that works here that you made a nice t-shirt for. Wow. We're looking to have t-shirts made for our family festival for um, their 5k we'd like to come out and do a site visit. And I cringed. <laughs> instant panic. I mean, it's instant excitement and yeah, instant panic because right. we're there's still- There's an outside a, lens now looking at everything that you do. There's an outside lens and we are still in the place that had the water feature. So wow. we we have a river running through. Like if it's going to rain this day, I'm really nervous. It, it wasn't a pretty space. Yeah. Um, Rodney's background is manufacturing. So he went in and did all of the things that that we thought Honda would want to see. You know, we we made borders and boundaries and implemented safety measures really quick and things like that. And they came out to do a site visit and we're talking through the things and we had one press and it's a manual press. So if you know what that is, you're pushing ink and mm-hmm. it takes a lot to push ink and a forehead. So we could do four colors at the most. We had this little tiny dryer. Um, and we're sitting there and the, and the gentleman's talking and walking us through and he said, well, you know, could you handle 3,000 shirts? And I said, yep. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is always yes. And then oh, you figure like out how to do it. Yeah. So Good yes, advice. sure we can. You know, I didn't bat an eye. He leaves and Rod's like, we can't do that. And I yeah. said, we'll figure it out. Like th- this is life changing for us. And it really was. 
So at that point, we got the job, um, and we went, oh, gosh, how do we do this? Yeah. So That was probably a really big paradigm shift for you guys. Absolutely. And you could have easily said no. Um, you could have easily, you know, uh, just kind of defaulted back to staying in the same industry, but you, you, you did say yes. And then it was like, I think that's good advice is like, okay, once we get the contract, now we have to deliver. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what did it require? Yeah. What, what, what did it require that you had to do to really scale and grow? So we had to lean, we had to lean into the people that we had made contacts with. Um, we have a great supplier that we use and we knew he had an automatic press and we said, Hey, Mm-hmm. We're a customer of yours. Would you let us rent time on your machine? Can you help us make this partnering happen? up? Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. partnering up. Okay. Um, very gracious. He said, "Yeah, absolutely." What do you need? So we worked um, with them. We worked with a supplier because we didn't have terms or credit or anything like that with with any of our vendors. We did everything very small scale, and and this required a lot of money up front. This requires time um, to get invoiced and paid for this job. So you're in it for a lot. So we partnered, um, again with our supplier and we just knocked it out of the park. So that was the beginning of a very good relationship with Honda. And we're very, very fortunate for that. Huge. It it was, it was a game changer. They know that we've had that conversation, um, with them of, of what they were able to do. I mean, they do great things here in our community, but great things with a small business and and how that affected. It's kind of a win-win story for both because I do think a lot of these larger corporations are looking for a way to be more local Mm -hmm. and they don't yet know who the people or resources are that they can connect with. And they want to work with vendors that um, have a good track record and can share the success with them. So I appreciate you sharing how Honda has been that. And I know in our region, um, there isn't a business that hasn't been touched by yeah. that um, investment. And he even here in Ohio, as more manufacturing gets reshored from around the world, you know, listening, if you're a small town or a small community that's been struggling for some time, you know, and, and seeing now these larger companies play an interest of wanting to be in your community, reach out and, you know, ask them, what can I do to, to solve a problem? And it could be, well, we don't have really great food service on our corporate campus. Well, do you know anyone that's got a food truck? I mean, it's, it's that kind of small things that maybe in your life or your business, you're not thinking about it right now, but listening to, to Andrea's example, um, I think there's a lot of nuggets that partner up and make it happen. Yep, absolutely. And, th- and that's, we've relied on that so many times in, in our business. Well, mm-hmm. I just happen to know because I, I have some really cool stuff that I'm excited to show for those of you that are watching the video, but I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to um, also describe it. But there's this new brand that came out of you now manufacturing t-shirts. You moved to a new facility, um, but I think these the ideas of blossoming of different products and ways to leverage the shirts. Tell us about Four Acre Clothing yeah. Company. Now we're going to talk about my love. So okay. <laughs> that one's my baby. Um, so again, Rod Rod's the manufacturing guy, and, and he he kind of birthed. Uh, the idea of high point graphics and then we grew in it and grew that together. Um, and then the four acre clothing company. So, 
um, talking about those those small connections and things like that. We're sitting at a turkey raffle in Zanesfield, Ohio, driving okay. Metropolis. Not one, not one stoplight down. Okay, there. I have to ask a turkey raffle. <laughs> a turkey raffle. What, what's a you're, turkey raffle? You're gonna go with me next year. <laughs> so. <laughs> I don't think I've, I've been to a lot of things. We're going to do a podcast there next year. I don't think year. I've been to the turkey raffle. <laughs> Which is surprising. They have t-shirts really? and everything. Yes. Okay. So you, you go down and you support the fire department. And so when you support the fire department, you're like top on the list if anything happens at your house. That's, 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 that's a, a joke. Is that what I mean? we, we joke that that's how that works. Heard it from the dispatcher. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's got to be true. So it's it's the local fundraiser for the fire department, the volunteer fire department down there. So you And it's, it's a community event. Like it's... Mm-hmm. You go and catch up with, you know, the the your Sunday school teacher who's now yep. 85 years old down to, <laughs> you know, the kids you babysat and their kids. So mm-hmm. it, it's it's a community event. It's fun. Um, so we're sitting at the turkey raffle and um, the girls that own Peachtree that purchased Peachtree down the road said, hey, we've got. The, and now, mind you, a turkey raffle is the Monday before Thanksgiving. OK, so I. Let's, this is important. The Monday okay. before okay. Thanksgiving, they said, hey, we've got this back room in Peachtree. And I don't know. I'm guessing it to be 12 by 12-ish. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a vendor's leaving as of December 1st. We've got to have something to go in there. And we had made T-shirts for them, peachy T-shirts and a couple of little cute things that they would sell in their, in their store. And they said, do you have something we can put in there? What, you know, what can we do? And I was like, Yes. Because the answer is always yes. So, <laughs> yeah, like that thing, <laughs> we go home that night, and Rod's like, "What? What are we gonna put in there? What are we gonna do? Like, what are you?" And I'm like, "We're gonna make a clothing brand. Like, we're gonna do something creative now." Yeah. So everything that we had done up to that point, although there's creativity involved in the graphics, you're taking someone else's design, putting yes. it on a shirt, and yes. then delivering it. Even right? if we're creating a design for them, it's still for them. It's not for us. Sure. So this allowed us creativity. This allowed me to love on what we did at a different level, to yeah. pick the good products, to source things differently, um, just take things up, bump it up in, into a different standard. So we sat down and I said, we can do this. Let's do it. You know, okay, well, what's it called? What's it going to be? Enter the Four Acre Clothing Company. So there's a backstory on on the name of of our brand there, but we we birthed the Four Acre Clothing Company, and we thought, how are we going to do this? Like, how are we going to pull this off? So again, it takes a lot of money. That twelve by twelve area, whatever that that was at the time, it it still takes a lot of money. That's a lot of shirts. So it's, it's overhead. I mean, you have the the cost for your rent. Yeah. The next step is is that you've got an inventory and. I think some businesses don't factor in the idea of how much capital you have to put out to create inventory. And particularly in the t-shirt business, you need to have all, all the sizes. Yeah. And you may sell out more mediums and larges, uh, but you're also not going to want to disenfranchise a customer that's a double X or uh, uh, an extra small. And so um, I imagine like getting that inventory and then to be able to have back stock you're talking tens of thousands of dollars yep. and at some point, maybe even to a hundred thousand dollars. Yep. So again, part of the raw part of our story, we, we didn't know relationships with banks. We didn't know small business loans. Mm-hmm. What we knew is we had a credit card and we used it. And, and can I tell you, don't, you know, some people judge that. I will tell you a lot of the entrepreneurs that we have interviewed. And even in my own origin story, I have used credit cards. Revolving credit sometimes is the only thing that you can get when you're, untested or untried, Mm -hmm. 
Now, you don't want to lean on them any longer than you have to, especially with the kind of interest rates they are, but um, it's actually pretty normal. And it does make you, as you're paying those credit card bills uh, and paying that high interest, it motivates you, I think, to work harder. Oh, 100%. Uh, that's just hanging over your head. That's, yeah. that's, that's that constant in your ear. You make it work. Yeah. Um, work hard, do this, do that. So make the other thing, just to compliment you, know, I think this ties back. So I've wore a lot of t-shirts, but one of the secret sauces that I think that four acre does better than anyone else is they have this special fabric. It's like a secret sauce. What, whatever it is like a, a try, is it try blend guys. poly cotton rayon, okay. but a certain oh, blend of poly. Well, cotton I, I'm just, I don't know how they source the secret cotton blend recipe, <laughs> But when you go into their now today retail store, um, and are the first one opened up here in Main Street in downtown Bell Fountain, and they have since expanded to Troy, Ohio. Um, I'm a feeler. Like I like, and again, I, my mom always chastised me when I was really young because I would like feel and touch everything. But like you know, she's like, you know, you you will put your hands in your pocket as you walk in the yeah. store. But like that tri blend in particularly. For people that that spend a lot of time in their clothes, like you care about how something feels today. Yeah, absolutely. So that's one of the things we're known for. We're known for it's. It's funny you touched on the sizing. We get more compliments when we go out because we carry larger sizes as well. We go up to a four X. Um, so that's huge for us. And then that sensory experience, like people want that soft. Yeah. Soft T-shirt. Yeah. yeah. You you mentioned it. I'm curious the the story behind the name Four Acre. Yeah. So. We live outside of Bell Fountain, just outside of town, on 100 acres. Okay. Um, it's a century farm passed down through the generations. Yeah. We currently live there, and there's a little hidden gem in the middle of our woods. It's four acres. It's a cleared spot, and it has one little tree in it, and that is the tree that's in our logo. Wow. And we've always just referred to, from the time I grew up, you refer, go back to the four acre. Okay, everything, everything refers back to the four. It's east of the four acres. It's west of the four acres. Okay, it's right behind. Yeah, or very important that's spot. That's where we hunt. That's where we, we do all. I got engaged there. We got married there. Wow. Yeah. Well, and, cool. and knowing that story, what I think um, Rodney and Andrea have done really well, that when you go in to buy a shirt, uh, the imprint uh, uh, above the neck is their brand and their logo. It's a very attractive logo. And then each one of their, their labels, they actually add a label where the price goes on with the brand too. And the staff, one of the first things, and this is like customer service 101, when you walk in, there's too many small businesses that don't look up or don't, don't greet you when you walk in. We're the training, and this, this is also, I think, part of the culture that um, has been built, is someone smiles at you and say, hey, welcome to Four Acre. Yeah. And you know, from that point on, you're, you're walking through their, their store, their gallery, your your um, what what I notice about it, that there's obviously sports is a is a big theme, and I think tying back to the days when they're printing shirts for the sports teams and the schools, that pride, um, I, I see it, and it's got to be hard because you really do. You've got Bengals yeah. and Browns, <laughs> and I, I think this was a big yeah. year for Four Acre yes. because it was usually always Ohio uh -huh, State. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. He's but, paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you got some Michigan in there. Now it's just a very small it's, yes. amount. But yes. but but <laughs> I, I tell you, it is being inclusive to a lot of the Ohio teams. Yeah. and I, I think that's super cool about your brand. Thanks, thanks. We do too. All right. At this time, we're going to take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors. 
big city dining in a small town. Now that's the syndicate. Join them for fresh steaks, pasta, or seafood for dinner, or stop in for Sunday brunch to experience one of their signature dishes such as chicken and waffles, and maybe even pair it with a mimosa flight. Located at 213 South Main Street in downtown Bell Fountain. Tired of gyms not being open when you want to work out? Then check out the region's best 24-hour fitness center, Anytime Fitness, in downtown Bell Fountain. They have all the equipment you need and the best trainers and coaches to help you get in the best shape of your life. It's truly your one-stop shop for fitness. Anytime Fitness is open 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. I want to keep getting the plug because um, the other thing that is very distinctive to why listeners need to go is you can represent those sports teams, but there's licensing to be concerned about in some cases. And then also in how things have evolved to everyone putting letters on anything or live, laugh, love. I mean, and this is where I want to give a big props. Instead of copying someone else, the originality of Four Acre is a cornerstone for why their brand, clothing brand, is really getting traction and why others don't work. Can you speak a little bit to that? Sure. Yeah. So everything we do is a custom design and there, there are stipulations with copyright infringement and and trademarking and things Mm -hmm. like that. Um, but there's a balance and there's a workaround in some of those. So we, we give a nod to what people see as an official shirt or or logo when it's actually not that, Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's just our take on that. And it's huge. People love it. And we, we try to give, Instead of just the a simple trademark, we we give a an experience with it. So so it's like um, maybe Cleveland Browns colors, the state of Ohio, and it just gives you that whole feel and the whole perspective mm-hmm. of that um, and kind of community. It's it's really funny. So we have a series of shirts that that our Saturdays hit different. Um, Columbus, that's what started it. Saturdays hit different in Columbus and. Mm. That, I think last year that was our number one selling shirt. So people love that. Like they just get behind it. Yeah. It's it's referencing football, Ohio State football for sure. Um, and they're like all in with it because it's more than just, <laughs> oh, that's another Ohio State football shirt, which is great. Yeah. But this tells a little story and this has a little fun and a little pizzazz to it. So The yeah. other thing is I'm walking through the store. It's not just T-shirts anymore. And the other thing behind, and, and, and I think think about – your small town, your small business community, it is people, if they're proud or they, they visited somewhere, they want to wear it. Yep. They want to put it, you know, not only on a shirt, they want a hat, you know, give me a piece of jewelry or coasters. It, 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 it is, and I think this is something that I, I, when I do tours here in town, we go into Four Acre and I say, this is the de facto, if you've not looked at, at Bell Fountain as a tourism destination, this is what I would call our local tourism office, which just happens to be is right next to the Chamber of <laughs> right, Commerce, the yeah. Tourism Bureau. But it has local stuff that you would feel really proud to buy something, to take home, to to memorialize the experience. Yeah. And I don't know if that's been intentionally part of your business model, but I, I think that's one thing that in coaching other entrepreneurs that may be listening their town needs a place like that. They do. They absolutely do. And if if you get behind what you do, and and even things for our local people that, that mean something here locally. Yeah. Um, we talk about the first concrete street. We have a, a cute shirt for that. Um, <laughs> of course. So, of course we do. So can you, I, I, have, a, I have a challenge when we leave. Absolutely. I always say before anyone can leave the town, 
Um, I want you to walk away to remember that we are the highest, the shortest, and the first. So I hope I I give you full permission to steal that (laughs) because I think that, again, it's what's funny and quirky and it gets people like if you read that, what what do you mean by that? Like. Right. All right, Jason. We're okay. Look at this. Let's See, do this. It's See. a collab right here. <laughs> New business just got started. <laughs> but uh, no. And the other thing, can we just? This is the other thing I love about the brand. So we have some 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 swag here. Uh, a really awesome cop, and and we've got um, th- my my favorite four acre shirt, and I shared this on Facebook. Wearing it um, is a shirt that says corporate dropout. Because <laughs> people ask me, like, what do you do? Like, who are you? And for a long time, I couldn't describe it. Yeah. But this is one statement when I saw it, when I was walking through Four Acre Clothing, it had this really nice charcoal gray, that 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 tri-mesh perfect fabric. And it had a, something that I could embody. So my favorite shirt, when I go to the gym, when I'm out and about, I get this. Because I, I get lots of people saying, like, oh, like, what's a corporate dropout? Well, I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah. I, I couldn't really work for anyone else because I'm constitutionally unemployable. Yes. But I, I know, she's wearing the shirt today. And I, I just will say the snarkiness, what I think, um, you, you kind of push the envelope a little bit we because, did. you know, we have a lot of kids here in town. I'm sure you've, I'm sure you, have you got the hate we messages. Say, we, and, every like, now and again. Occasionally yeah. you do. We but do. here's the thing. You walk in there. The pe- you get the chuckle. Yeah. You get the people that will smile. The grandmother that's, you know, in her 90s or even the, the teenagers, like <laughs> finding something that appeals yeah. for them. That's what I love. And I think that goes down to your merchandising and, and having a shop in the downtown next to a busy restaurant. Brittany uh, Saxton, the owner of 600 Downtown, she has been a podcast best be- guest before. And we have had, Brittany and I have had many conversations the synergy between having four acre and 600 is a perfect marriage. It is. Can it we talk to you? Why? Absolutely. So we were excited about this space. And, and one of the first things I did was, you know, get a hold of Brittany and say, Hey, sit down with me. Let's, let's talk yeah. through this. Um, so we sat down and, and discussed what we're doing, what she's doing. And I said, Hey, you know, can you, what can you do to help me? And what can I do to help you? Yeah. Um, when your people are on a wait, send them my way, yep. you know, like, and we're recommending the whole time. We're going to take care of them. We're going to take care of them well while they're waiting. So their experience, if they had to wait is good when they come in. We also do, um, some music outside. So her patio, here's, here's the music that, that we play too. Yeah. So, yeah. And the other thing, Brittany, when it comes to employee uniforms, you either have to wear a 600 shirt or a shirt from four acre. Yep. And, and again, oh, wow. but, but this is, yeah, this is cool. the kind of examples of these partnerships Andrea has also many times gifted the employees at 600 shirts. I know kind of through COVID, everyone was hurting. Um, staff was working long hours and burnout. And she even created a special shirt that she donated and gave to all the staff. And, and those are just ideas. We don't call it marketing or advertising. Sometimes it's just the right thing to do, but it all comes full circle. It does. It, it comes full circle. And and I always say, whenever we're talking to anybody down there, it's an ecosystem. Like, and you have to feed things in your ecosystem and, and everyone's looking out for everyone else and, and the end goal and the end game is all the same for everyone. Yeah. Um, and sometimes things just happen organically and, and it might be attributed to marketing, but but some of it's just feel good and it's loving on your community and loving your neighbor and yeah. and partnering in those in those hard times and and it comes full circle. Yeah. 
Wow, that's super cool. Uh, I mean, you guys kind of brushed over this transition, but how did you go from Peachtree into the, your current space? Yeah, my so, understanding, that's kind of where you kind of met with Small Nation yes, and things like that. Okay. Yes. So we were we were looking for places and spaces, and I think you guys actually had more confidence in us than than we had in ourselves. So um, that's that's kind of how that works mm-hmm. when you're a, a new entrepreneur. Also, um, is someone else will kind of see more in you than you see in yourself. Um, and Small Nation did that with us, and, and they said, hey, you've got a good thing going here. You might want to explore, mm-hmm. you know, doing something differently with it. So Yeah, yeah. super cool. Well, and, and, and where she's taken it to a whole different level is, you know, having the, the success of the shop here, another really great historic downtown is Troy, Ohio. And um, now Four Acre has a location that's there in Troy, but the other thing, if you follow Four Acre social media, which I believe their channels have more followers and than any other pages in our area, so that's just another. That's not easy to do and accomplish. But um, the the events, the shows. Oh. So, like, tell us because there's a lot of people that are listening that maybe have a business in their town and they've never done a show or an event. Walk us through what that's like. Sure. So that we didn't understand exactly what that was. Um, we knew a couple of people that that went to these shows and these events, and they they took their whatever they made their wares there, and they sold to customers that came there for that reason. So mm-hmm. we toured a couple. I say toured. I guess it toured. We shopped a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of a recon mission. Like, is this for us? Like, what is what does this actually mean? How does this work? And and so you then it's a whole juried system. Most shows are markets, festivals are a juried system, and and so you submit an application and photos and say here's who we are, this is what we do, and and then you sit back and cross your fingers and hope, and hope they, they let you come. Yeah, well. yeah. so uh, we got into a few of those. Um, some of the bigger ones didn't take us at first, um, rightfully so. Like mm-hmm. they, um, we, we hadn't arrived yet. Yeah. So, <laughs> so um, we started in that series of events, and we found that people loved us yeah. and, and loved us hard. So like we would walk away from there going, did we just do like we don't have any t-shirts left how did that happen yeah um and just grew and that's a huge piece of our business yeah and i I can't i can't imagine not doing shows well and this is why those events really matter is um i love the postcard that she's created that tells the story of four acre and then the flip side of it it highlights where their their manufacturing their gallery store is so you're probably seeing hundreds thousands maybe hundreds of thousands of people and those people when they buy something they're learning they're tying the four acre brand back to their original town and story at bell fountain ohio so that is a tourism lead in itself and i'll just share we were in dresden ohio this last week with the team and dresden's home to longenberger baskets which has this incredible legacy of makers and and you know when longenberger closed the makers, the culture, the people is all still there, but they're looking for ideas on how to reconstitute this. And I have highlighted Andrea and Rodney and Four Acres story as being the next iteration of makers and then marketing their mm-hmm. products, utilizing partners, websites, and not only their their retail at their, their gallery location, but doing these events. And I think for a lot of people listening, the, the neat thing about we as entrepreneurs, we're like, look at our websites, look at our mod, hear the story, 
you know, find your own version of that. Yeah. But but go out and use that because that's how we. That, that's honestly, mm-hmm. we did not come up with all these ideas on our own. Right. We, and a lot of my story has been traveling and learning and listening and then ripping, duplicating and making it better. Yeah. And and, that, and that's the thing. I don't think you you may get close from that tri blend. You may think you can create some 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 worded statements, but you're not gonna. We're gonna keep yeah. we're gonna keep fighting to yeah. to innovate and yeah. grow. And, and and I don't look at it as competition. I I like, I want other entrepreneurs that are just as hardworking as successful to be in the ecosystem, mm-hmm. even if. And we have some of these, don't we, Andrea? That don't like us. Okay, and <laughs> a couple here or there, just a couple. <laughs> I mean, very few. I look in the mirror every night. Everyone loves me. No, but but that but that can I can I say. Thank goodness for those people because we're actually cheering them on too. Yeah. We want everyone to be successful, but I think that's uh, me just looking from the outside and, and just a huge high five. Like you're doing so many great things, and um, and and, and it's time back to financial success. So that's the other thing she said. She doesn't share. She doesn't mind sharing numbers. I I just want to shout out. You know, she has grown her manufacturing to two locations. Um, I mean, large, the one building you have on the, the north side of town is what, 8,000, 10,000 yeah, square feet? 8,500. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's big. Yeah, okay, yeah. guys, that's big. And they're like, there's like 20 overhead doors on it. It's like a <laughs> massive operation. Yeah. And then, like a lot of towns, the newspaper that we had does not need all the manufacturing space that they had. So she acquired another building here in the downtown. She and Rodney, I mean, building their empire yep. for them, growing their business, hiring more employees. Um, and then acquired a business, and you now are manufacturing and customizing products. So let's talk a little about that business. Sure, then sure. I know Ethan's got some rapid fire questions yeah. that he wants to oh do. Boy. So, yeah. so I, I, we have High Point Graphics. Um, we have the Four Acre Clothing Company. We have uh, acquired a a business that was a long standing business here in town over twenty five years, all around awards. Um, that again ties back into our business model, right. just another branch of that. And then most recently, uh, Bell Printing, which is will now be High Point Business Solutions. Yeah, yeah that's incredible. Well, and, and so there is not hear... anything that we cannot print for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love that. And I will tell you, my team gifted me really awesome gift this year that I use every time I open up a bottle of wine, <laughs> is these beautiful Rito glasses that have our company's logo on it. And another last minute situation, I think one of, I'm not going to put anyone on the thing. Someone's a little late of getting the order together. Yeah. And I literally think like last minute, they're stopping everything on their line. Yep. To do, I didn't hear all the backstory, but like, I just knew it came. What, what Jason saw was yeah. we were at our Christmas party yeah. and then said person comes running in with, with. He's not wrong. So that was the another glasses. one of those. Yes. Okay. That was another well, yes And moment. it ties back to that. That is pure customer service there. But yeah. Again, why you've got to come to downtown Bell Fountain is you get to check out these stores, um, the iteration of the newest thing, and we're kind of, I think, a little bit breaking the news. I know you've not really, you know, highlighted this, but but you know, uh, Rodney and Andrea have acquired um, the Bell Printing business, which again, thirty plus years of printing experience, and and the building, and um, it's another really key important building in the downtown that they're excited to bring their perspective, their their dollars, their renovations to improve that. So just thank you. Thank you for making those investments because, again, it's not easy. Yeah, I mean, we're following people here. Yeah. You know, you know, you see the the good that you've done and the things that can happen, and and just being able to 
to be part of that too. So yeah, that's awesome. I, I really appreciate about your story. You're not just like just a, a humble little like t-shirt shop, a side business, maybe a, yeah, how it started. Like the proof is in the pudding. Like you guys are making big moves now. Um, well, you can still be, and I think you, she can be, they can be big. Yeah. But the humility is still there. Right. And again, that's what I love about when you see her and Rodney out and about, they are doing brunch in the restaurants. They're shopping other b- b- businesses. And this is the other thing that I appreciate other leaders. Um, Andrea stepped into being the director uh, and the, the president, I should say, not the director, the president of the downtown Bell Fountain Partnership and leading a local nonprofit with a board um, with a lot of different, our town, and I, I've said this other, I'm proud of this fact. There is more leading personalities in this town than I think anywhere on the planet. Look, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't quite sure what I bit off there. But <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. challenging and it's fun and that's what drives me. So, it, it and we've been in some ebb and flow um, with that, but to, to do what we do and to be that entrepreneur, you have one type of personality. And and although there's there's little spin-offs of that personality, it's sure. all a type A, it's a doer, it's a an in charge, it's yeah. a leader. Um make things happen. So no matter bringing what. <laughs> all of those leaders, kind of wrangling them all together sure. and, and just making them see the long term goal and vision versus the short term right here. And I yeah. think also thinking back to touching on it's not competition. And I, and I think there's a shift when, when you shift as a business owner, as an entrepreneur and say, I'm not in competition with you. We can both win. I think that's when, when you, you, you realize you've taken your business to the next level. Um, what you're really able to do to let go of that competition and, and take, and just kind of put your blinders on and, yeah. and be able to go and grow your business. It, it is a shift, but I also say it's a seasoning that has to happen because your business, when you first started, it's like your child. Oh, it is. And anyone that you feel is threatening it or, you know, contrary to it, 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 it is a shift. And, and that's why I, I love how you said that because I try to help people now. My really focus is how can we bring more people that have never experienced this here to here? And we need we need our local economy. There's that that's really important. Shopping local, all that's great. But my lens is is how can we bring more outside dollars, tourism experience to to do this? Because then we're not competing with each other. We're bringing more in. Mm-hmm. Now um, that's a fine balance. Like it, it is. It just depends on where you're at in that journey. But um, yeah, I, I I mean I I think that is that's really good to help people see the bigger picture. Yeah, and once once you you realize that that you you can do it and so can your neighbor and so can your neighbor even if you're doing similar things um it's it's just a real epiphany and i, and I share this analogy a lot um greenville ohio dark county 46,000 people in the dayton region when i first went to main street greenville this has been 15 years ago i was blown away cuz there was four coffee shops within two blocks yeah and I was talking to one of the owners. She happened to be the Main Street director. And I said, oh, my gosh, you must be so frustrated that there's so much coffee around you. And she said, actually, it's the exact opposite. She's like, we all are known as Greenville, Ohio, being a destination for coffee. And I have found that has repeated itself with hair salons, mm-hmm. with boutiques, with restaurants. The more that we are known as that's a place to go get those things, the better. 
So is there going to be crossover? Do many of our restaurants carry the same craft beer? Yep. Do some of our boutiques carry some of the same lines? Yep. But it, it really gives you where you shine. And this is, this is, these are part of the secrets. Create a better guest experience. Yeah. Expand your hours, mm -hmm. offer free gift wrapping, be different. And so anytime I get, and I get it, we get a lot, I bet you do too. It's like that person's stealing my idea. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, folks, <laughs> that idea is not yours. There's a billion other people making t-shirts, Yeah. but let's go ahead and innovate and try to be something that of our brand that cannot be replicated because it's the way we make you feel. It's the connection with the customer. It's it's building that relationship. It's that customer service. It's that follow through. It's all of the things. It's the hiring the right person for your store. The person yeah. that's going to look up and, and greet the customer and give them the experience in the store. Yeah. Yeah, that's super cool. Well, I thank you for the wisdom that both of you are kind of sharing on this podcast. There's lots to be learned here, and I feel like we could we could keep going. So we might have to have you come back for another episode yeah, sometime. She's gonna have. We get to business number um, eleven. I yeah, think yeah. That'd be a good. <laughs> round well, if you teach a course at that point, <laughs> yeah. all right. <laughs> um, no, I'm gonna kind of transition us here. I know you. Ha you know, part of your. Uh, you know, as we talked about in the beginning of the, the episode was that you've begun to, to purchase your real estate that you're, you're operating out of. Um, so I kind of want to do a real estate uh, deep dive. It's our show segment. <laughs> the hot tub that's yeah. here in the studio. Um, no, I was just going to ask if you would be willing to share some of the details about what was it like acquiring. I'm specifically thinking about the, uh, you know, High Point Graphics uh, building here in town, the old newspaper building. Um, what, what was that? like for you you know can you talk us through some of the details and sure. maybe as a first time commercial real estate buying like what were those secrets that you unlocked yeah. so we like i said we we had our our little manufacturing space where we we had the water feature yeah yeah and we needed a larger space we weren't ready to purchase yet um and we hooked up with uh the examiner who had who used to print the papers here. They used to print. Now they outsource that, but they used to print in the back. So it was perfect. And yeah. he said, "Hey, you, you know, you can rent here." So, so we were a tenant of the paper and, until, like Jason said, there was a shift there. So, so the paper is downsizing a little bit, and we're expanding. And so there, there was an opportunity to purchase that, and so we jumped on that. Yeah, I'm very grateful. We've just kind of swapped spots. They, they still are housed with us. Yeah. Um. And again, that building, it's a beautiful building. I love that building. That yeah. that one will always have my heart. Um. But it, it, had, it needs a lot of work. So um. Currently, as we speak, we we're redoing the roof there. Um, we did wow. a, a facelift on the outside of that building, renovated the front into having a retail space there, um, and looking a little nicer. And, and just out of curiosity, what makes you want to purchase these buildings rather than man maintain, you so know, leasing them? I, I suppose for us, the the initial um, reason we we did that was to know we had a home. Like I was always fearful of. Like we purchased $100,000 worth of equipment, which yeah. was huge for us. So so we've made this huge investment on equipment that to tear out and move somewhere else, it, it requires a, a, a lot of electric. It requires um, balancing and, and things like that. And just the, the thought of, oh, gosh, what if we have to go somewhere else? Yeah, interrupting your workflow yeah. and all those yeah. things. Too. And, yeah. and so that would be very costly for us. And then what if we had to do it again? And what if we had to do it again? And what yeah. that looked like. And so we just needed a home, something that we knew was ours and we, ha we had to remove those variables. Mm -hmm. it, you know, some of the financial metrics of that too, of, of pursuing ownership can make a lot of sense from a tax perspective, because if you have an operating business that's profitable, 
instead of sending all the money to the IRS to misspend, mm -hmm. which we know they, they will, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, is there are incentives in depreciation, there are incentives um, as you're you know, making leasehold improvements. Now, what you've got to be very careful in analyzing this, and there are pros and cons of owning a building versus leasing, is that you are also on the hook when you buy the real estate taxes, the insurance, the maintenance and upkeep, the management, and just like it, you know, the roof, I imagine that's probably at least fifty thousand dollars, if not a hundred thousand dollars. It, keep, go. it <laughs> keeps going. Like, but again, and, and that's something in the equation that you have to you got to you balance that. Yeah. And it, but where I'm thankful that you know th they're making massive investments, and there are other great building owners and investors doing the same thing, is if you let these buildings run down and you're not maintaining them and you're not making them attractive. It hurts your whole community. Yeah, and th this is two investors in the same community. You know, just thankful that you know you're maintaining these old buildings and knowing someone's at the helm who's actually going to care for these buildings. Well, and, and let's just be honest that the Bell Printing Building probably has uh, the greatest potential yeah. for its facade, mm -hmm. and 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 that's the kind of thing where I mean, it's it's it, there's big dollars, but the the it, when and if they're able to make those improvements. I will tell you the community will be elated because it, you know, paint can do a lot, but just you know, fixing things up, and, and this is a big coaching thing that I do with a lot of our entrepreneurs, just making sure your windows yeah. can be wiped down or you know, because if you can't see in your windows, yeah, you can't sell your business. And that's so again, this is why we haven't made a huge formal announcement because it it's not eye-catching right now. Yeah. So it's not it, up to par with what people may it's expect not. with and, your business. So that's yeah. the next the, the roof is also going on there. Um so we have to do some some structural, some some hardscape things that that need to take care of first and then we'll move on to making it really cool. But that stuff will happen spring, summertime. This is the the time frame that we purchased isn't great for renovating sure. inside and stuff. So yeah. Yeah, Exciting. such is the nature. Cool. Yeah. All right, I got a few co closing questions here. I cannot believe we're already at our time, but uh, <clears throat> neither. That was really fast. I did, they yeah. always go fast. Yeah. So, first is what is uh, one professional development resource that was impactful for you along your professional journey? So I'm a podcast girl. Um, how I built this. Oh yeah, that's a good one. So yep. This is this is like my equivalent to that, and yeah. I always I always told Rodney, you know, we've arrived if. Know, we're on how I built this, so there yeah. you go. I feel like we're we're one step. We're right there, right Jason, there. So. Should try to yeah. try to tag them in this. See yeah. if we can get you on there. It'd be sweet. Um, and then, where can people follow you in your businesses? I mean, I, I know there's a lot here. So there you, are. So um, our social media really drives our business, and so Four Acre Clothing Company, um, Facebook, Instagram, all of that. High Point Graphics, the same. All around awards, the same, and soon to be. High point business solutions. Let's go. Yeah. All right. Love it. Uh, those links will be down in the show notes or the description if you're on YouTube. So Jason, why don't you hit us with a recap for our show? Well, here. I want to say one other thing we're going to put in here is, is this shirt available on your website? It is. Okay. We're going to put in the show notes also. If you resonate with this corporate dropout and you like the description I have of my tri-blend pitch, get the corporate dropout shirt. Thanks for putting that in the show notes. Mm -hmm. Um I love how you mentioned today of starting out small. The whole reason why we built Small Nation is that we recognize that small can be mighty, but it's also maintaining that humility along the way. And um, I, I, I learned a ton today. I, I think for those retailers that are listening, you have nuggets about partnering up. You have nuggets about you know how to always say yes. 
and finding ways to provide that surprise level of customer service that um, I think you've built your business on. I know we have tried to build our business on, but most people today um, don't realize how that is your core strength and secret asset. So thanks again for sharing today. Yeah, Thank you for these. I am so excited about the new swag that I've got. <laughs> But um, I hope all of you have the opportunity to come to Downtown Bell Fountain and meet the team sure. at Four Acre Clothing, all around or no, all around awards, High Point Graphics, and soon to be High Point Business, Business Solutions. Solutions. <laughs> Yay, we got it! All right, thank you. Thanks for tuning in on this episode of the Small Nation Podcast. We hope that conversation proved valuable to you. And if you enjoyed it, be sure to share the episode and follow the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcasting platform. You can also subscribe to the Small Nation YouTube channel if you prefer to watch your episodes. Follow Small Nation on social media, and we'll see you in the next episode.